Welcome to the Veterans Transition Support Reconnaissance Show with your host, J.P. Savantis and Nate. Yeah. Join us now. Take it away, J.P. All right, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, Nate? I am doing very well, my friend. What a oh. busy weekend. How's your, how, how is the JP? Oh my God, you got no idea, brother. It's, you know me, man, I'm, I'm a happy person. I'm always hanging, you know, having a good time. I try to make everybody like me. Well, I don't even try. I, they, they just <laughs> like me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, yes, it, but, it's like an infection. Oh my God, man. It's just... It's just crazy, man. But anyways, let, let, let me start by, you know, we can't forget about our sponsors, right? Um, yeah, let's, so let's do business th- first. Business that's right. Point. want to thank Knows the Fields Group, uh, which is, if you didn't know, that's uh, the company I own, uh, for all your training, consulting, and special operations solution needs for military, law enforcement, and private clients as well. That's right. Uh, Uptown Auto Glass for all your glass needs. And they're located in Columbus, Georgia. So if you're in that area, go and check them out. Javier will take care of you. And if you don't, just call me. I'll, I'll put him in his place. Uh, and Atax Camo, you won't even see them coming. <laughs> that, <laughs> that camouflage is that good. That oh, man, good. that camo is amazing. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, so like I was saying, man, uh, it, you know, I've been traveling a lot, uh, of doing a lot of work uh, for uh, Nose Fiance Group. And of course, plus the tactical games, you know, is, you know, I come back from one, go to the next one, then hang out with you for a little bit. Then you kiss me goodbye and you start crying. And then I leave again. You know, it. it I don't think it's, it, I don't it think it's crying because I'm missing you. I think it's crying because you haven't showered the whole weekend. <laughs> That's probably true, especially <laughs> especially the last one in South Carolina. It was hot as hell, brother. Oh, Holy. dude. Uh, the big joke was, what does a Canadian bear look like down in, in, uh, South Carolina? And then everybody just point to me and I'd be sweating, just <laughs> standing there. Oh, the so weather was, was insane. So how was your weekend? Uh, you were telling me, uh, the other day that you were at the range and, and something happened at the range. What was it? Oh, I, I've, I've been so busy this weekend with the range. Um, so I work at uh, an outdoor range and an indoor range, but I was working at the indoor or the, rather the outdoor one this weekend. And uh, I show up to work and somebody had locked all the gates in behind, like behind themselves. So it was like, I almost had one of those moments where like, are you barricading yourself into the range or you just <laughs> don't know what you're doing? So my, my whole senses were just like pinging like crazy. Um, luckily it was just somebody who did not understand the procedure and uh, it was quite, you know, harmless, but I'll tell, dude, I'll tell you, <laughs> I, I was like, what is going on here? All the signs that I've just, uh, you know, you're, you're walking around thinking you're the only one there. And all of a sudden you hear some shooting and you're like, huh, that's not me. My pistol's in my holster. Hmm. Odd. Yeah. <laughs> it must've been a private. Privates don't know, man. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. We were all privates once. Oh once yeah. Upon a, time. a long now, time ago, man. Yeah. So, and well, well, that's going on. You're sending me pictures of you in, uh, in Miami and I'm going, yeah, I kind of right now would rather be there than, you know, trying to sort this out. Well, you so. know what? Uh, Miami is okay. But one thing, uh, one thing I, I hate about Miami and Orlando as well is, is the traffic, you know, it, 
traffic is crazy. I hate driving here. And then on top of that, traffic is so bad. And then the, the, the routes are so long that, you know, you go like, oh, I'm only going five miles. It should take me what? Maybe 10 minutes. Oh, no, you're going five miles. It's taking you 45 minutes to get there. You're like, are, are you serious, man? Is it quicker to get out and walk? You know what? I have thought about it a few times. But you don't walk, so. Well, it's not the walking. It's that people can drive here. So you, you can be on the sidewalk and somebody's going to run you over. Really? <laughs> Freaking retarded people <laughs> here, bro. It's like, you're like, really, man? It's like, oh, I'm just trying to take a shortcut. Wow. Oh, my God. And let me tell you, man. So I am staying, you know, I'm at the hotel and they got the, the happy hour. I got to tell you about this one because I know I posted on Facebook and everybody's laughing about it. So they got the happy hour and, you know, they, they, they got the free, uh, free drinks, right? You get beer, you get wine, you get, you get the cheap run and cheap whiskey. And, uh, and then they also put a spread of snacks like carrots and, and you know, broccoli and salad. You know, things that go with go with free drinks. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they don't want to feed you, right? They just they just want to keep you happy for a little bit. Holy snap, brother! People act like holy snap, free food. We must take it all. You see people pushing each other in the line. I'm like, dude, it's okay. You know, like don't take all the salad. They're gonna bring back some more. Like, fill up your plate, go out, eat, and then you can come back. Oh, no, no, they must take four plates. You know, it's like, I'm like, you know what? Might as well grab the whole bowl. How about you just take the whole bowl? So I'm standing over there and, and this guy is taking all the salad and I go like, are you serious? So you're going to take all the salad? And I go like, you guys need to stop doing this shit. And like, I, I, I even forgot what I said. I know I said something and they all, everybody stopped. They all look at me and everybody backed out of the line. And I go like, listen, I'm not trying to cut in front of the line, stay in the line. All I'm saying is there's all the people in the freaking line. Quit taking all the freaking food. And then, of course, you got the, the kids putting like uh, 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 chips in their pockets and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, my God, are you serious, man? <sighs> yeah, it's, it's like just like you said earlier, it's like private. It's little vultures that come in, little locusts. It's free. So, you know, even though if I'm not going to eat it or take it or use it or know what it is, I'm grabbing as much of it as I can. Oh, my God. It's insane, man. But anyways, uh, enough about us, man, because this is what this show is about. It's about our amazing guests. Oh, that, yeah. That We're we, doing a show. That's right. Th that's right. And we got we got some dude that apparently he don't really exist. It's kind of like classified and stuff. Anyways, so we got today, we got Carlos de Jesus. And for the ones that don't know, he's a retired CW2 from the U.S. Army Special Forces, from the best group in Special Forces, 7th Group. That's right. Don't be haters out there. We love you all. And <laughs> anyways, Carlos is an amazing human being. It's a good friend. Uh, we worked together. Uh, actually, at one point, we were <laughs> right before I retired, a few years before I retired, we worked in the same office. Uh, we worked in the same office. He uh, was the OIC. He was the NCOIC before he became a warrant officer. And uh, oh, my God, we had such an amazing time. People used to walk into our office just to listen to us doing our ass clown stuff because that's what we were doing, just ass clown stuff. Work got done. Let me let me get that right. Let me get that straight. Work got done, but we made it fun though. We made it fun. He, he's a good guy. Uh, he uh, he is now, of course, in the in the civilian world doing his thing. 
And uh, let's bring him in. Where is he at? Carlos! Carlitos! Whoa. I, I don't know what I can say after that. It's like do you, do you feel JP like, made a little bit of butterflies in my stomach. Do you feel oh. like you just got uh, injected with like 60 pounds of speed and crack mixed together with fentanyl or what? Uh, just just a little bit. Maybe a little bit more than that. But yeah, <laughs> JP's always kind with words. Oh, my God. I, not just with words. You know that. Come on. Come on. You know that. It's, it's like you're back in the circle of love. Uh, you see? Uh, so did, did I make my deposit in the love bank? Is my account going you, up? You, you did. You did. You, you, you have to give Nate the background on the so we, on the bank love there. Yeah, we, we used to have a, a whiteboard in the in the office, and it was the love bank. So we started put, putting people's name, and when people came like oh, like demanding stuff instead of requesting, we're like, you just made a withdrawal. And they're like, what are yep. you talking about? From the love bank. Boom. Yep. It's like your county uh... county's about to be overdrawn, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> We had uh, we had something similar on our uh, our board, but it was bless their heart board. <laughs> bless your heart. Uh, Thanks for coming to my office. And then I had, I'm actually going to start incorporating that now. There you go. I like that one. Yeah, uh, my buddy Ryan and I came up with that because we had we were we were senior uh, mass corporals and uh, whatnot at the time, and there was these young mass corporals that just felt that they were you know, so much smarter than us, even though they had no idea who we were or where we came from. They come <laughs> into our office and demand everything. And we just look at them and go, oh, bless your heart. Now, if anybody that I actually worked with is listening to this, they're going to realize, <laughs> if, you know, years later what we were doing. But yeah, you were a, you were a dumbass and we were just blessing your heart. Um, and it was on the board and we have little hearts beside their names. And it's kind of like a, a video game because the heart would be filled in. And yeah, anyways, I digress. <laughs> anyways, for everybody out there. I love the concept. I, I know he's very humble and he won't tell you about it, but uh, Carlos is a real American badass. He just don't have a book or a movie to talk about it. But uh, anyways, Carlos, tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself. I mean, oh, you know, we want to hear it all, man. Where, where, where you where you grew up, you know, uh, when do you, you know, what did you do before you joined the army? When you joined the army, take me all the way to retirement, brother. Man, that's. That's a short story. <laughs> uh, I'll start with I love long walks on the beach. Um, I just got out of jail and I'm an yeah. alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just like JP, I grew up back in uh, Puerto Rico in a small little farm town, Aguas Buenas, and, uh, you know, just growing coffee trees and, and whatnot. And I was never a very studious person. So, you know, the the possibility of going to college, I was like, man, I I, I don't know, this this ain't gonna work good for me. So, just walked by Meps one day, took the took the, the uh, signed up to take the ASVAB and signed up. Next thing you know, man, I had a date a couple weeks later to ship off to basic training and all that stuff, and that was around 1996 or so. <laughs> Old, okay. And, yeah, <laughs> little got a couple years on me there. Um, but no, so joined the military and started off as a 13 Fox and actually probably a little bit south of where Nate is. You're in Canada, right? Yes. Yeah, so I was in my first duty station was Fort Drum, New York, which is way upstate. Oh, wow. Um, probably about 15, 20 minutes, maybe a little bit more. I don't remember too good, but it was just south of Kingston. Um, oh, we yes. We were pretty close to Ottawa as well, too. So. We used to go up there, you know, drinking age is a little bit lower up there. Just, <laughs> just um, a touch. No, Canadian got no <laughs> Just a touch. Yeah. It's like Cebu play. Uh, we, we. <laughs> a little bit of French there. Bonjour. But, no, so, I mean, magique. 
Yeah, I have no idea what that was, but <laughs> it's he, said, uh, he, he said, "Drop your pants." No, it, it means suck on my magic bag. <laughs> you have to Skype me that one later. I will. Um, but no, so you know, after after a couple years bouncing around in the in the regular army, I was I was fortunate enough to to start in the work in the soft community and um 9-11 happened you know so my first trip to afghanistan was as a 13 fox supporting initially uh fifth group while they were still in k2 and then uh third group when they transitioned in and, and moved into kandahar area so i worked with them a little bit there and i you know came back talked to my wife and i was like man i, I don't know if i can stay in the regular army anymore I said, let's give this selection stuff a shot and see if I make it. Um, thankfully, I did. And next thing you know, I was assigned to seventh group, of course. And um, several trips later, you know, throughout Central South America and obviously Afghanistan, which I think, by the way, I think I missed out on a great opportunity. I should have bought some property in Afghanistan. You know, prices were low. <laughs> well, beachfront property it, is it, it, expensive now. Be, beachfront, you know, I mean, okay. I, I missed out. You know, maybe it's like the address would be something like back in back home, JP, you know, <laughs> where it's like, you know, street 174 kilometer 19.1 second right after the mango tree, you know, <laughs> burned down. <laughs> yeah, but in, yeah, in Afghanistan it, will be like uh, when you see the donkey turn left. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> Yeah, great, great donkey turn left at the next rock, you know, <laughs> that marks the entryway. But so no, so it's pretty much all the way until that was my career really until um, 21 years uh, of service and finally retired. And towards the end, I, I really kind of was was looking at my options at what I was going to do, and, and I think that was a scary point, you know, going from something that that's all you know to to the unknown. So the easy stuffs would have been, you know do some contract work overseas or, you know, some contract, whatever, contract work, et cetera. But so I work with JP, you know, fortunate enough that, that we still remain good friends at back then. And as I was transitioning out, he had a couple gigs going on in Puerto Rico and, you know, jumped on board, worked with him a little bit on that piece. And it was a good opportunity, you know, to give back to, to the community, but still it was kind of a, a little bit of a, transitional period where you're kind of like man what what's going to go on here you know especially for someone that me it doesn't have a bachelor's degree you know it doesn't have formal civilian education yeah. all i had was a resume with you know a bunch of deployments <laughs> and that, that that was it really resume basically, <laughs> that's all that i had resume basically just said i did stuff yeah so and that's so it what's your, I, so what's your gpa uh 237 what is that oh kill uh, yeah yeah it's, it's just <laughs> it's just crazy you know it's 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 the unknown so, so we, but, when you first got out i know i know we, we talk about it a lot carlos especially when we were out doing work uh it was uh you you had a hard time trying to trying to even you know come up to the idea that you don't you're not wearing the uniform anymore it's like you were like i miss it <laughs> Yeah, I think the the toughest piece was, you know, during that part was one, how do you, you know, kind of 
it's it's almost like you shoot yourself in the foot because you're you're ready to to leave, you're ready to retire and move on, right? But at the same time, the camaraderie, the brotherhood, for lack of better terms, is kind of what keeps you, you know, grounded, right? And that's the piece even today that I miss the most, right? But you know, I I don't know. I, I guess I feel lucky enough that I can pick up the phone, call JP, send him a text, whatever case may be, and you know, we can pick up a conversation like we never stop talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and it can yeah. be you know, a month, two months, whatever case may be. And it's just, we never left off. You know, we just pick up right where we left off. If, so if not, you can that, always was, watch, that for uh, me was the toughest. If not, you can even uh, look at one of the pictures of Benny in black silkies and that will get you motivated. E either that or just wait around to the next Wednesday to see, you know, the question and answer period from JP's Instagram page. And that, and that kind of gets me, you know, he, that, that's my fix for the next he is, week. He is touchy about those too, eh? Because uh, I thought Wednesday was question day for everybody, but apparently not. He like went on this big tear and like <laughs> shamed me into moving to Thursday. Like I didn't realize the guy actually owns Wednesday. So, Instagram, so, Instagram sent like, me a message my and they're like, listen, you just made JP cry. You, you can either have Tuesday or Thursday, but that is it. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. whoa, sorry. So, Car so Carlos, Nate, Nate uh, last Wednesday, he goes like, hey, any questions, send them. I go like, hey, hey, dude. It's like, why are you stealing my question and answer Wednesday? It's like, you take Thursdays, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. I, I got I got dibs on on Wednesday. That's right. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> I, was, I was taken from the love bank. But, it, but it's good. You know, it's it's good. You can definitely tell the when when someone that you know from group is asking the questions, right? Oh yeah. Or if it's someone that's just kind of a you know mainstream follower or something, you can definitely tell the differences. At, at least I feel I can. I'm like, oh hell yeah. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. that's raunchy right there. Yeah, it's funny. And a lot of times, uh, uh, I you know when people from group ask me a question and and I answer, like I get texts from guys going like. Was this so and so asking you that? <laughs> you know, was this so and so? Because it's the <laughs> yeah. kind of questions he asked. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like, you know, that clown. <laughs> Anyways, brother, asking for a friend, asking for a friend, yeah, asking for a friend. Of course, especially when they ask me the sex questions. Oh my god, people get creepy, bro. People can get creepy. I go like, where did you get that idea? But don't worry about it. I'll answer it. <laughs> hey, it's creativity. You know, that's one of my rules. Whatever I'm asked, I have to answer. So, you know, be careful what you ask. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to the bank. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm glad I, I, I don't have a girlfriend because, you know, if she asks me, yeah, are you going to are you going to dump me? Yes. Be careful what you ask. <laughs> <laughs> At some point. At some point. <laughs> Just not yet. I got to find the other one first. <laughs> Anyways. After Christmas, before St. Valentine's. So, brother, we know you did some contract work. Uh, you did a little bit of stuff. You know, of course, most important, you, you got to finally stand, start spending time with your family. And, of course, the dog. The dog is important. Uh, but you started spending time with the family. And, and, and how was that for, for the kids? Man, I think I think that was... That took – it's kind of easy to sit here and say it was easy, but, man, that took a lot of work. <laughs> you know, being being, being home – Save my being marriage. Being home is like, like – exactly, man. You know, sometimes the wife is like, can you take a work trip somewhere? <laughs> I had enough you of know? you. It's time to leave. It's like – it's time for you to – even if you go – 
go camping, go do something. Um, so, but no, it's been, it's been great to at least be home. Obviously I missed, you know, gosh, my kids are now, they'll be 20 and 18 this year. So by the time I retired, I think, you know, my son was probably 15, 14 or so. So the first 14 years of, you know, his life for the most part were missed being on the road, as you can say, but, but it's worked out good. You know, it's seeing them at this later part, you know, that my daughter going off to college and all that good stuff and being able to support her. It's pretty nice, you know, but still it's not all romances. Now it's like, man, I've been home way too long. Hello. It's time, it's time to go another trip. Hey, JP, you need help in, in Costa Rica or, or somewhere? Because I'm sorry. Yeah. We'll just get up there. You just, my my connection just dropped for a reason. That's okay. We had Anyways, a lovely conversation without you. It was it was very oh. spiritual. It was very, <laughs> that is amazing. It was it was it was pretty good. But basically, <laughs> the gist of it is we're both saying, you know, it's nice to be friends with JP because when you get to that point in your relationship where your partner's looking at you, going, "I love you, but I want to smash your face in," so maybe you should go take a trip with JP and do some work for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, it, Get on the it, road. it happens. It happens. Uh, I think that, so my, my ex-wife, don't ask me which one. Uh, <laughs> <to> my, <laughs> one or two, yeah. six or seven. Number three. No, number three. Uh, <laughs> I, I met her after I was retired. So that was a little bit different. Uh, but yeah, when like JP's mom Right before I retired, of course, you know, now at that point I was a swag. So it was like two years of being home all the time. Yep. I think that's what caused the divorce. <laughs> She's like, what the hell are you doing here every single day? I wake up, you're here. I go to bed, you're here. I'm not used to that. <laughs> I, I go to the grocery store. I come yeah, back. You're, you're still, still here. here. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I leave the door open and you don't take the hint. <laughs> yes. You yeah. close it thinking I forgot. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I hear you, man. It, it, it like, remember Mario? Mario used to say all the time, save my marriage, chief. Keep me deployed. Uh, That's you know, right. But anyways, and so, Carlos, I know that that and we talk about this and, and, and you told me that it was OK to talk about it in the podcast. So I'll, I'll bring it up because we all we all struggle. Right. We either either, you know, like we all go through some kind of anxiety, some I wouldn't say like depression to the point where you're going to you're going to cash out. But you just you just feel like you got no use anymore. You're like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? You know, before I had a I had a purpose, you know, I was. I was bringing freedom and black silkies to other countries. You know, it's like they're singing my sexy legs when I'm running around in kid and black silkies. And now what? And now what? I'm not doing anything. So, and I know that can be tough, especially for guys like us, right? Uh, did you go through a time like that? And, and you know, how, how do you, I, I know you did, you asshole, because I tried to call you a few times and you didn't answer. And you disappear for a bit. And Ben <laughs> had to call me and go like, is this, is this mofo don't reply to us? We're going to fly. We're going to fly to Texas and find him. I'm like, that's right. So tell me, tell me a little bit about it, man. And, and how do you recover yeah, from that? Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think you said, you said the key word and it's purpose, right? Um, 
and it kind of goes back to, to the previous conversation we were having here, but it's, you know, we moved from, you know, to recap, we lived, you know, most of our, well, our whole military careers in areas that the towns or, or the cities that you're in are dependent upon the economy of that military yep. base, right? So we went from that in small towns to a big old metroplex, right? We're in the Dallas, Texas metroplex. And it went, you know, it's, it's night and day. So, you know, that's kind of the big first factor of having everything just being completely different, right? Um, you know, obviously now I work at a big corporate company here. I work at Toyota North America, but you know, there's veterans, of course, in, in within the organization. Um, but you know, kind of to what you're you're getting to, it's is that sense of purpose. Even though you know I have a good job, you know, nice house, all that good stuff. It's like, man, what's going on? You're like, but what am I doing? You know, how much how much am I contributing to society or giving back or whatever the case may be? You know, and that's kind of where where that other piece comes in of missing the brotherhood, right? Of of not having like minded people around you most of the time. Yeah, because you have you know, people that like, go to work from nine to five, they cash out and they leave, right? They get their check and they leave. It's yeah, not like exactly. us. It's like that that's our life, you know? Exactly. It's it's your life, right? And and you know, it's 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 tough to just put it into to kind of give it a comparison, but it's you know, you went from being in a team room with, you know, however many other type A dudes and everything goes right to an environment where you have to be very cautious of how you act, what you say, what you do. And I think that's that's the biggest um hurdle that me I mean in my experience or in my case that that I have to deal with, right? It's man, I one, right? It's sure people know you what you served in the military they kind of know what you did right but they really can't grasp the concept yeah. of it it's just oh, it's, it's too, too, too far-fetched there's it's, absolutely no it's too foreign for them you know and and to be honest with you there's still people that i run into i wouldn't say on a daily basis but every once in a while that they're just like afghanistan what <laughs> where do we still have people oh there? my god what do you mean you know so i mean it's it's a very different culture so Anyways, I I, ha I definitely to JP's point, yeah, I you know I disappear from for days Asshole. on end, right? Because the last thing you want to do is get on a phone or or whatever, right? So you kind of seclude yourself. Into you almost this feel like you're um, harassing other people or interrupting their happiness or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't want to bother people, right? You don't. You don't. I mean, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, that's kind of the the self implied perception, but. Anyways, you know, I, I I finally started to look for opportunities. I said, you know, what what other veteran groups, organizations, nonprofits are out there in the local area that that I can be a part of? And you know, at first I found uh, one organization that was the North Texas uh, Patriot Anglers, and it's just a group of of guys that go you know, fly fishing across several areas, whatever, all the way through Colorado, Texas here locally. But, you know, 
the bad part was that most of those guys were Marines. <laughs> so it was like, I had to slow down how I the talked and, part. you know, like, it was crayons to keep them focused. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, I had, I bring some crayons from toys, you know, and I'm actually going on a trip with, with two Marines, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow at two o'clock in the morning. So I got to, Got to pick one of them up. So, you know, I'll put the seatbelt on him and put the beard on him and just be like, and instead of giving him a Yeti cup to drink out of, I'll probably give him a bottle, you know, like a milk baby bottle or something like that. Here, drink water out of this. But, you know, I, I think that that little bit of bantering right there, inner service rivalry, it's kind of what gets us going, you know, regardless of what the guys did in, in, in the military or what branch of service, you know, is, is being able to. You know, pretty much when we drive tomorrow, we'll just be, be give each other crap the whole drive, you know, and and it, I guess that brings smiles to our faces, you know, and just a little a little bit of laughter, which is always good. It is, man, and so and that's when you started sending me pictures of you dressed like a Puerto Rican hillbilly uh, with your leader. I don't know how you call those jumpsuits you wear to get in the water and go, you know. Waiters, dude. Whatever Waiters. it is, man, you look like a real, like, no crap. Like, I sent that to Ben, and he just spit his coffee. He goes like, what the hell is he wearing? We lost him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I might not catch a lot of fish, but I sure shit know what I, I – it, it sure – you look at those pictures, and you're like, man, that guy – Oh, no, I mean, you look at those pictures, and it looks yeah, like but he it's came like... from a professional fishing magazine. No, it, it is actually the guy that takes most of those pictures is we, we've kind of veered off, broken off that main, that, that main organization to, to do a separate project really is. And that's what we're doing tomorrow is it's heading up to Colorado so that we can um, film the founder of Patriot Anglers uh, and pretty much try to tell his story. Not, and what we're trying to do is really not tell the story of how a guy got to where he is today. And where he's, why he's suffering from, you know, whether it's PTS, TBI, depression, anxiety, or whatever the case may be. We're not trying to tell that story. We're trying to tell the story of how this sport it really helps, you know, him heal. So, you know, in Lou's case, you know, he was suicidal. He was he was hospitalized for for several several weeks at a time, and you know it until he found this sport and it really got him going and, and, you know, he started it with his own money and all that good stuff, but um, it saved his life. You know, he gives it credit for saving his life. So we're trying to tell the story that not, not for other veterans, but for the civilian populace as a whole, we're trying to show them that, look, you guys have this bad stigma about these, you know, about these veteran issues and they're, they're not really that bad. You know I mean? These guys are suffering, but at the same time, you know, they they can definitely contribute to society and they're looking for ways to do it. Right. And the, the flip side of that is being able to tell veterans that, hey, you, you need to you, there's help out there. Oh, yeah. Right. But you just need to you just need to look for it. Right. And when it's presented, you need to take it. So, well, so, so that's, that's kind of what we're trying to do. Fly, right. Yeah, that's Warriors on the Fly project. That's awesome. So it's it's pretty much going to be a video. I don't know how long it'll be because my buddy's the one that's Robert Watson. He's the one that's doing all that piece, but um, the cinematography side of it. But 
it'll just be, you know, an educational piece, hopefully that, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there about, you know, all these programs, but I think the one thing lacking from a lot of programs is the continuity and the follow-up just because someone went to an outing or someone went to receive this kind of help or whatever the case may be, you know, what, what, what are we doing for the veteran after that? You know what, you're right. right. Um, it's so a hey, for everybody listening, uh, it's called Warriors on the Fly. Check it out. They're they're in, on Instagram. So go and give them a follow. Give them some support. Uh, and uh, man, I can't wait to see to see the that that video, man. That oh my god, it's gonna be amazing. I think I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever extend the invitation to JP because he'll be on the river just flopping all around <laughs> and just trying to wear some. <laughs> He'll he'll probably be the guy screaming across the river. Nate, Nate, come over here and apply come this help, Hawaiian. Come, come help SPS my my unicorn floaty is deflating. I need your help over here. Come on, bring tacos. <laughs> no, no, no. Probably I'll I'll be like, hey, who got the whiskey? It's like I'm not I'm not catching everything. I mean, and you'll be like JP, you got to use both hands. How am I gonna hold my whiskey? <laughs> like, uh, I'll be trying to find cocolillas and chopas, bro. All of- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're gonna have to train you up all on right, that piece. All right, but yeah. So, uh, so that that's your new, basically, and and we talk about this. That that's your new purpose now. That's what you're trying to do uh, to help other other not only veterans but to help people. Yeah, that, I think that. That for me, you know, at work, uh, even at work when I'm talking to people, you know, they're maybe to back up a little bit. But even for me, one of the biggest healing things that I still have to come to achieve is being able to say, hey, I've lived through this. I have, you know, A, B or C and I'm dealing with it. Right. Not that it's anyone's business or anything like that, but at the same time, it's taking ownership of it, right? And not being able to afraid. Because I guess if I can't do it with people that, you know, work in the same floor, same building that I do, then then it's kind of hard to have some expectation that others are going to do yeah. it. So that's what we try to do is just try to educate people as much as we can, you know, and let them know. But it's it's daunting a little bit. Sometimes it's a little scary, right? Because they they don't know what they don't know but at the same time they kind of you, you see them look at you like with this weird apprehensive look right and it's it's almost like wait a minute what do you mean you know so i'll put it to you this way and this this is how naive or how some people just don't get it um you know we were chatting we we're talking and and some guys were uh, just asking a bunch of questions about military service, et cetera. And, and then they were just like, Hey, so you went to Afghanistan, right? And it was like, how many times did you go over there? And I was like, ah, five trips. So that equates just over about three and a half years of, of my life over there. Um, and that's kind of when I tried to inject the humor about, Hey, you know, I went so many times cause I was looking at the real <laughs> estate market and trying to find a nice, pri- nice and piece of land or something like that. Home. But the <laughs> yeah um but then the next question you know it's it's a you know on separate occasions i've been asked the same question is well hey man oh, have you killed oh anybody and, and it's like 
uh, it's like, you know, it's like, how do you answer that? How do you, you know, you can take a couple of different approaches, I guess, but it's just, it, it's just, that's just the, yeah, how much they don't know, right? I guess, you know, people here back in the States or, you know, Canada or whatever case may be that haven't been experienced to that or don't have anybody in their lives that have experienced that. They're just kind of like oblivious to, to what it really is going you know, on. Uh, uh, a guy asked me that stuff. I want to say it was about a year ago. He goes like, hey, uh, so have you been in combat? I'm like, yeah. Afghanistan, Iraq, yeah. You had to kill people? And I go like, and I go like, uh, <laughs> No, I went there to try to start a Burger King. And he goes like, and he goes like, yeah. what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to get a franchise over there. And he goes like, what? I'm like, hey, when you take showers, do you use soap? And he goes like, yeah. I'm like, exactly. And he goes like, so that means you kill people? I'm like, oh bless my god, bless his heart. Oh. Bless it his still heart. takes him a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> bless his heart. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you for are, sure. You are so <laughs> stupid, you know. And and what is really funny, man is when people confuse intelligence with education. Uh, there's a lot of people that got PhDs and stuff like that. And those are the ones that ask the stupid yes. questions. You know, I go like, oh, I go like, dude, for sure. uh, you know, you have all that education and you have no common sense. No common sense. Oh, let me, let me oh, ask you something, sure, Carlos, yeah. uh, you know, because I know you're working in a big corporation, which is completely different of those, the films, which is a very, very, very tiny corporation. But it's still a corporation, just, just to, to let you know, okay, Carlos? That, it's that, still a corporation. That, if we're that, measuring corporations, that's right, that's right. he's on the table yes. with his little corporation, okay? That's right. I sit over there. I sit over yes. there in my in my uh, table of board of directors. And you know what? It always gets done what I want to get All done I'm because I'm right the only one sitting there. I'm like, All right, guys, we're going to talk today about how we're going to accomplish this. And then I just look at myself. And a corporation like, meeting. <laughs> I go like, I look at myself. I look He's at myself like, and I go like, yep, I like that idea, JP. <laughs> 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 or he stands in front of the mirror. He's like, yeah, a couple different mirrors from Target. Target. He's like, Target listen, there. JP, oh I'm, I'm in charge of finances. No, JP, I'm the CFO and I'm the CEO. No, JP, yeah, just big arguing with himself. Yep. But <laughs> so I, I wouldn't doubt if he started talking in Spanish. Oh JP, yeah, and the reply was in English, and then, and then the third one was just to class it up a little bit with you the know? European market. And, Oh my God. <laughs> Listen, I even yeah. have a Mexican in the stuff. I go like, hey, boss. <laughs> it's like a bad loser. I thought we're taking a trip to Puerto Rico. I want to do that contract. And I go like, hey, listen, you're not doing that contract, okay? Because I'm in charge. And then, of course, the, the director of operations, which is the other JP, goes like, you're not doing that contract, man. You, you got to understand que de vez en cuando, de vez en cuando te tienes que quedar aquí. What the hell are you thinking? <laughs> He's you know, totally I, I, forgot I, his question you, I now because he's so wrapped up. In ex- I totally <laughs> forgot my question. <laughs> JP, you're asking about are, are we still in the corporation? <laughs> are we still in the podcast? <laughs> That's why I'm here. Oh yes, bless his heart. Actually, bless his heart. I was, I was smart. I, I'm getting smarter at this stuff, so I actually wrote it down. So I got it here. So, Carlos, my question is, you know, uh, just when, you know, you come out of the military where everything is structured, you know, we got, we got plant, you know, we got 
pace, you know, uh, pace plans, primary, alternate, contingency, and emergency. And if all that fails, we just make it up, right? And we make it look good. But mm -hmm. so now in a big corporation, uh, you know, how, how did your military organizational skills, your leadership, how is that translating into work? And also, do you see a big difference? So that's, that's a two-part question, right? Do you see a big difference between the way you react when anything goes wrong or, or, or stress, something that caused stress in, in that office between the way you react, you know, kind of like, yeah, whatever it is, what it is, and the way everybody else reacts? Uh, for sure. <laughs> huge, huge difference. The world's going I think it, it comes back to how, how you, I firmly believe that a person's experiences, you know, lead, get them to a point. Well, a person's experiences define who he is or part of who he is today. Right. And how he interacts with everybody else. So absolutely. If there's, there's a big, big difference between the leadership style in the military and the leadership style in the corporate world, at least from what, what I'm seeing or what I'm exposed to. But what a military person brings to that environment is, is just, man, you can't put it into words, right? Because I, I was fortunate enough that when I started working at Toyota, I was first a contractor, right? And uh, I was just working on the, of all people, I was working on a project uh, for the new headquarters building that's that's here in Dallas. Um, but on the IT side, and I had no idea what to do on the IT side, man. I barely <laughs> use a computer. So, you know, I mean, aside from setting up Zipper or something like that. You can make calls. Um, <laughs> I had no idea about network and all that stuff. But it, it's just the the added the the attitude to go after things, you know, and to really when, when something's happening and people are just kind of stressing and pinging all over the world, you know, and there's just kind of like, there's a huge mess. I'm over here kind of like drinking my little bit of coffee and saying, you know what guys, at the end of the day, we're still going to be making cars. <laughs> so so it's, you know, we're going to be all right. You know, there's only so much you can do. So I think that, the biggest thing that the biggest difference that I see in the here on the corporate side that I wish the military was a little bit embraced it a little bit more here. It's communication that it's okay to fail. It's okay. If things don't go right, as long as you communicate what's happening and you know, you don't make the same mistake again. So I, th I think on the corporate side, they do a little bit better job about that communication piece and, and giving that buffer and and that, you know, that space for people to, to, to try things, you know, and but obviously in the military, you, you really don't want to fail, right? Yeah. That's why you train so much. That's why you, you go to all these different schools and you do all this other stuff so that you can be successful on the first try. But but yeah, it's it's good, man. It's I think that I, I I couldn't I couldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the experiences that I had in the especially, military. Especially for sure. Working with me, it, it was an amazing experience. I guarantee yeah, it's like that. Uh, getting. Yeah, I think that was back like two thousand nine. Here is like getting jungle crotch rotch, and it just kind of stays with you for a while. Like you, you look back fondly about how it's gone. 
when it's gone. <laughs> yeah, it burns to your core. But the memory's there. The memory's there. So, so you know, Carlos, uh, another thing that that uh, people don't realize, you know, they, they, they see me all the time laughing and joking and, you know, JP's a clown, just like you are a clown. And uh, but people don't realize that when we turn that switch, you don't want to be in the other side, right? It's like, do, do you get that too? Like people think they're like, who is this clown? Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, it's yeah. Every day I'm at work, man. It's, I mean, I try to have the best attitude, the positive attitude, whatever case may be, you know, but it's just the outlook, right? It's, there's there's really nothing that can be presented at work that can compare from a miserable experience to anything that I've lived through so that far. Is, that so, is right. I think that's the biggest advantage advantage that I that us in the military bring, right? And we just kind of have this resolve to look at things a little bit differently and and almost always in a little bit more of a positive light, right? Because it's like this too yeah. shall pass, right? It's it's not going to last forever. All right, Carlos. So, hey, can you can you repeat what you what you said earlier that you know when you mentioned that you know there, you could encounter anything at work that was going to be worse than what you went through? And the reason I said that to repeat it for our listeners is because there's a lot of people out there that you know they're having a hard time either at work or at their homes or not finding work or whatever the case might be, but they're having a hard time. And and you know these are veterans some of them are veterans or either law enforcement or or they might be uh, uh you know emergency services that seem so much but then they let the little stuff get to them uh can, can you say that again and, and just just emphasize on that please no all right so so yeah it's it's essentially it's a matter of just you know we're going to continue to face challenges and and things aren't going to go right, you know, 100% of the time. But reverting back to the experience and, and everything that, you know, you faced or, or those difficulties and the, the tough times, it's really hard for me to kind of, I, I don't know, I'm super hard on myself these days. And, you know, when I'm at work and, and things are possibly not going as smooth as they should be. Um I would really be upset with myself if I let that, you know, get the best part of me. So I try to just revert back to, um, you know, all the sacrifices and, and everything that's happened over the years, the losses, the guys that, that are no longer with us, you know, and just being able to live my life the best I can, um, making the best out of it, right. Making the most and the best out of it and trying not to let those little things that, you know, in my example, at work, if, you know, if things are going rough or we're not going to meet a deadline or something to that effect, hey, you know, tomorrow's another day. We just come in tomorrow and do our best to, to work at it. But it also helps when I have people like, you know, like you guys, you know, part of the brotherhood that I can rely on and I can reach out if things aren't going well or um, you kind of need that little bit of joking around to kind of set you back in place get you right back on the on the track that you need to be to be able to tackle the things that you need to tackle to be successful in life after the military of course that's right yep you know when uh uh when when i separated from don't ask me which number actually the, the third wife <laughs> when, I, when i separated uh 
at the same time, my mother was, uh, was dying from cancer. Uh, so it was, it was really tough. And you know what? I picked up the phone and I talked to my brothers and, uh, and I want to say brothers, you know, of course my brother and my sister, but I'm talking about the brotherhood, uh, from the, from, from special forces. And let me tell you, it was like, then after they found out what was going on, they were, the, the messages and the phone calls were nonstop. Uh, if if I didn't answer the phone to especially Carlos to Benny, if I didn't answer the phone, he's like, "Hey, are you okay? Don't make me drive there." <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, I, I'll do the same for for him or for anyone else. And just and you you uh, Carlos, you know, if you ever call me, you know, I, I'll be in Dallas in a heartbeat. Um, and there's no doubts about that. Um, but yeah, and and you know, don't cash out, right? That's what we want to tell people: don't cash out. There's no reason for that. Our, our uh, we got so many people that sacrifice so much so that we can live. And now if you cash out, then why did they sacrifice? Right. I think that's the beauty of the brotherhood, right? It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful, complicated thing that it's no, no matter what's going on, you know, no one, I mean, it might sound horrible, you know, but gosh, my wife doesn't know me sometimes as well as my brothers do, you know, and I would feel 10 times more comfortable talking to my brothers about, certain things than I would anybody else. You know, there's like a, it's no judgment zone. It's a, that's right. No holes barred. It's, it's, you can, anything goes. So that trust, that loyalty, I think that's the biggest thing is it's loyal, loyal, loyalty to each other. Right. Um, you can't, I can't find. There's, there's something about locking eyes with a guy, you know, that you're stuck in the back of a lav with or you're on patrol with for days and, you know, you're both shitting into a sandbag because there's nothing else around and it's 55 to 1,000 degrees out. And you just have that moment of, hey, man, we're both going through something that's really shitty and awkward, but we're doing it together. And then when you get out of that situation, you still have that connection. And that sandbag. You know and that sandbag. Oh, I, I, I got a <laughs> that sandbag, yes. here because I'm sitting in the hotel room and I just look I just look at the non-smoking sign. I got to take a picture of this and send it to you guys. I just look at the non-smoking sign they got in the desk. And uh, you know how they always said, hey, no smoking in all rooms, right? It's this much for cleaning the room. And he normally got a cigarette. Now he got a cigarette, a vape, and a marijuana leaf. <laughs> <laughs> you need to acquire that sign. Oh, my God. This is hilarious. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, it's coming with me, actually. Uh, so if, if I if I get a oh, billing yeah. you... from the hotel uh, <laughs> because I took their sign. <laughs> room room uh, 1001. Yeah, they're the ones that are going to have to pay for my sign. Room 1001, whoever they are, sorry. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I gotta, that sign is going with me. I got to put it in my yeah. desk at home. Uh, anyways, um, so real quick, uh, well, hey, Carlos, anything else? I mean, we want to keep you here for some other stuff we want to talk about. But w when it comes to, to that stuff that we're talking about, transitioning and stuff like that, anything else you want to share with anyone? Don't undersell yourself. We we as veterans bring so much to the table, man, you know, that, um, don't, don't, yeah. don't sell yourself short, you know, have confidence in your capabilities and what you bring to the table, you know, and just because you, you know, a lot of veterans nowadays, you know, maybe in the past don't have degrees. Don't let that, don't let that hold you up. You know, your experience is worth right. more than a four year degree. 
you know, especially as the, the I'm not saying that civilian education isn't important. I'm just saying that's just one aspect of it. And when you have, you know, 10, 15, six, five years of experience, man, that, that, that means a lot. So yeah, don't sell yourself short. Yeah. I seen, I seen a, uh, I seen commercial, not commercials, but, uh, like, uh, advertising on, on, uh, LinkedIn. And, uh, it says, you know, don't hire a master's degree, hire a master sergeant. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that I know some master sergeants that got that got no room even being in the army in the first place, but that's a different story. Yeah, it's <laughs> well to quantify what you guys are saying is uh and I've encountered this in the civvy world on so many levels, working with so many vets and helping them find like find their voice in the in the world, in the business world, is that a lot of civilians are intimidated by your experience. That is true. So just remember that. That they they are sitting there behind that desk with this degree that they've never put into uh, action, and you're coming in with more experience than they could hope to have in the civilian world in twenty years, thirty years, you know. And you've got it from whatever time you were in. Yeah, of course it is. I said it. No, I'm just. <laughs> uh, but in all, <laughs> in all honesty, it 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 is something that you have to take into account. Don't sell yourself short because you're coming into it holding more of the power cards in your deck of, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon or whatever the kids are playing these days when they get out of the military, yeah, you have those sure. rare cards that they just don't have. So use them. You know, real quick before we, we move here into, into quick current events is uh, one, one thing real quick is uh, my ex one, one time was talking to me about, you, you need to get a real job. You need, you need to apply for a job or, or you, you should apply for this because you're going to get it right. And he was <laughs> uh, basically the, a director of security for a major uh, sports league. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to give them any free advertising, so I'm not going to mention them because I don't. I don't like them because they they rejected me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, major it's a sports organization, right? And uh, so, anyways, I I kept telling her, listen, they don't gonna they don't gonna get me. She's like JP, look at what they're asking for, and he even says military experience preferred and all this blah blah blah. Like, listen, they don't gonna get me. So I send my my beautiful lengthy resume. I send it in and later on they told me, hey, uh, you know, thank you for applying, but well, we got other candidates. Uh, and what is funny about it is, and I hope he don't get in trouble, um, somebody from the organization actually called me and said, hey, uh, listen, I actually love your resume. And I go like, oh, really? He's like, I love your experience. I'm like, great. So why I'm not there? Not, not like I wanted it. I was just trying to prove a point to my wife. <laughs> but, but why I'm not moving right now? And the, and the guy goes like, well, I'll be honest with you. It's like, you were supposed to be like, you know, director of security in this area. But then there's another guy that, that is higher than that. He's like, he was intimidated by your resume that when you come up here, you were going to point out and find so many things that are wrong and try to fix them. And instead of him using you as an asset for him yes. to look good, he as look at you yep. as an, uh, uh, yeah, you as a threat to take over his job. And that's the reason. So he rather bring somebody with no experience and then he grooming his way. And, that, and I go like, well, 
that makes no freaking sense because there's a lot of life estates, yep. <laughs> you know, but whatever makes him happy. <laughs> but that, that right there validates and my favorite word quantifies everything we're saying here that you have a resume that scares the oh, yeah, it's our show shit out of people uh, that have no experience like um, working on some of the ranges that I've been working at here. There's people there that have been teaching for years. And then I show up and they're like, uh, well, you, uh, well, and I'm like, what, what, what's the problem here? I just want to teach with you. I just want to teach alongside you. And it's the same thing. I'm, they're scared. I'm going to start pointing out flaws and errors in their lessons, but I'm, I'm not intentionally going to do it. I'm just there to, Mm -hmm. to work alongside them. But you know how it is when you have a fellow instructor and they're teaching from the wrong Pam, you know, then the wrong, the wrong book. You know, but anyways, that that is the message that uh, we need to hammer home to you guys that are listening out there is when you get out, because this is all about transitioning, as Carlos and JP are saying, you're worth more than you think and your resume beef that sucker up with the experience. Think about those jobs that you did. You know, I'm not talking about burning barrels of shit or whatever. I'm talking about the deployments. Yeah, I'm talking they, about the tasks you went on. Well, those I little things, they add up. One more thing is don't be afraid to, I think we, we need to strive as veterans that are transitioning. We need to strive to be able to show, capture and show, I think, like Nate said, quantify how much you understand the strategic vision of whatever, right? Being able to translate that in your experience uh, means a lot. So, and I think would help, you know, people that are out there, organizations, whether it's, corp, you know, a corporation, you know, 500, whatever the case may be, or whatever level it is, it just shows people that, you know, hey, man, this person has a lot of potential, you know, they might not know all the civilian lingo and verbiage and all that good stuff, but they can definitely think at a bigger scale than the task that's presented in front of them. That is right. So let... um. I don't know if you guys look at my Instagram lately, and you probably have, Carlos, because you stopped my Instagram because you love watching me all the time. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do. JP, you have Instagram? Uh, follow my Instagram, JP Cervantes 180 Alpha, A as an alpha. Follow me there. Anyways, no. So uh, I had, so, you know, uh, through Nose Defiance Group, the, the, are my tiny little corporation. Um, and I'm not talking about my private parts. I'm talking about the LLC. Uh, <laughs> 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 tomatoes, tomatoes. So, it's the same thing. Uh, you know, we, we, we done uh, KNRs, which is kidnapping and ransom, uh, hostage rescue. And we also done uh, recovery for some people call it. Well, it is both. It's human trafficking, sex trafficking. You know, that's what they use them for. Uh, and we recover a little girl back in January, right? Uh, and guess what? I got to do a FaceTime with that beautiful little girl. She is 14, well, about to turn 15 now. And uh, and I had to talk to her. And she's doing great, guys. That's good. Awesome. Yep. I had to talk to her. Uh, she had uh, uh, one of the things that that I really like when I was talking to her is her resiliency. You know, she one of the things that she told me, she's like, hey, JP, those guys took a year and a half of my life. Uh, they're like, they're not going to take, take the rest of my life. I'm free now. And guess what? I'm going to become who I want to become. They're not going to hold me back. 
you know, I was like, holy snap. And that's a 15 year old saying that, you know, uh, like talk about that, strength. Good. Oh yeah. I mean, she is scarred. She will be scarred for life. You know, it, it, that will never go away, but she's, she's not letting that stop her though. It, I, I don't know. I, it, I was just, well, first of all, I was crying like a little girl, but, uh, it, it was just amazing, and I want to share that with you guys. You know, it, 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 hey, people out there, human trafficking is a real thing. Happens around you all the freaking time, all the freaking time. I don't know how it is. I don't know how it is over there. In, yeah, I don't know how it is over there in Dallas, uh, uh, Carlos. I'm pretty sure it's big because Dallas is a big city, and they normally target those big cities too. And Dallas is huge. It's a big old metroplex, S- suburbia, just like ever. Ever growing, th- yeah. Like, go ahead. like the city from Jed- Judge Dread, the mega city. Oh yeah, I don't <laughs> think it happens too much in Canada because nobody wants Canadians anyway. So uh, sorry, Nate. Oh, sorry, Nate. Sorry, Nate. You're you're safe from human trafficking. Nobody's gonna take you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they go like they go like. Hey, where did you get this one from, Canada? No, I'll take it back. You know what? We're gonna. <laughs> yeah, send him back it and smell, give him a million dollars. It smells like I maple mean, syrup. <laughs> send it back. <laughs> They'll pay you to no send love. it back. <laughs> no love. Anyways, I know. I know. Jeez. You're so mean. Hey, and another uh, event that we got right. coming up is uh, Nate. Yeah. Are you coming? Tactical Games in North Carolina? Uh, yes, my flights are booked. I'm staying at your place because we're just down the road from. Uh, from your house so anybody actually is that the, the two the two people that oh, listen to this show you have place. an opportunity to come see jp and i in person oh, okay i just found out that, that's amazing yeah that's amazing did, did you book did you book as a as an airbnb <laughs> uh no actually you're paying us to stay there that's oh. that's what it is this time it's the so, reverse so it's gonna airbnb. be a party then because uh mike from uh uh sulu ops oh the zulu ops is gonna be in the house too yeah it's gonna be in the house and then of course javier from uptown out of glass uh will be staying at the house as well oh so we that's gonna be the team house then yeah so we'll do that and we'll we'll do uh we'll be doing some shows we're doing some content we'll be doing some stuff for our, our upcoming instagram it will be hopping. Plus, if you don't have anything else going on, you know what? I don't care what you have That's going right. on that weekend because you need to stop that plan, change it, and either come spectate or volunteer at the Tactical Games because it is going to blow your mind at how awesome oh, it is to hang oh. out with like-minded people, like Carlos said earlier, <laughs> oh, like-minded yeah. oh, individuals. Yeah. I like Kodavon. And some that light fancy gunplay. voice says it all. So if, if you don't know, if, if you don't, if you don't know about it, uh, it Tactical Games is going to be at the Range Complex in North Carolina uh, from the 21st, 21st and 22nd of September. So we will be over there looking sexy like always, of course. Sporting our new silkies that ride high on the thigh. <laughs> black. <laughs> as long as they're black. <laughs> <laughs> With a light coat of oil. That's right. That's right. Or or with a... Oh, my God. Light coat of oil. You got to have it. What is it? Hawaiian you gotta have it. I don't care who you SPF are. SPF zero. It. Oh, my God. Anyways, 
Uh, we did do a photo shoot for our upcoming uh, Veterans Transition Support Reconnaissance nice. Show calendar that will be coming out in the fall. So, you know, the two listeners, be be ready to put out some big bucks for that thing. Yeah. Did, did you see that 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 picture? Uh, did you see that picture, Carlos? And we, he, he posted it on the Instagram. If not, I'll send it to you. And, gotta, oh, my God. We look so I gotta, stupid. I got to go stalk <laughs> JP's Instagram page and find you on there, Nate. Put, put a little tag or something. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh yeah. Anyways, uh, Carlos, I really, really appreciate you taking your time. I know you got a trip coming up and you took your time to come over and, uh, you know, be in the show with us and, uh, sharing some of your experiences. I know a lot of people don't like to talk about them, but, uh, I really appreciate it. You know, there's a lot of people out there that, uh, that is either transitioning, whether they're in the military or they just retired from 30 years of service in the, as a police officer or whatever. There's always a hard time, you know, adjusting to a new way of life, and uh, and we really appreciate all your input, Carlos. No, thanks for thanks for having me, guys. It's just a little bit to give back, right? That's right, and and you know, <laughs> well, I was I was actually saving that for a little bit later. I almost thought he was said it was going to be a delight to be here, but I, I saw how he kind of like <laughs> lost himself in another direction, which was cool too. <laughs> he said off the air off the air oh okay <laughs> all right so anyways uh before we leave like always we want to thank uh you know uh a few people we want to thank of course once again uptown out of glass knows the fumes group atax camo the special forces foundation they do great things for our our green beret families the green beret foundation uh warriors on the fly that's right Check him out on the Instagram, Warriors on the Fly, and, and then you'll probably see some pictures of that amazing white, you know, hillbilly-looking Puerto Rican we got in the other side of this audio right now, uh, which is Carlos, if, if you didn't, you know, if you just started listening. Uh, and <laughs> and, uh, and whatever you do, guys, uh, we, we want to, you know, don't cash out, right? Just don't cash out. Call someone, talk to somebody. There's a lot of people out there that can help you. Ain't that right, Carlos? Oh, for sure, man. I can't appreciate you guys how much. Yeah, I can't appreciate how much, uh, you know, the opportunity for to be on this little podcast with you guys here. Little because it's, you know, JP's a show within himself. So um, I may want to make sure we don't take away from JP there. But <laughs> it's been a it's been a pleasure. So thanks, guys. <laughs> Hey, and uh, follow us uh, and follow uh, Nate. Nate, can you tell them your personal uh, Instagram there so they can follow you? Uh, big, sexy. No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, Jester's Tactical. Uh, so Jester's, not with a G, but with a J. <laughs> big dangling J. Jester's Tactical. And you can follow me at JP Cervantes 180A. Uh, and yeah, send us a message. Thanks for following us, and we can't wait for the next episode, guys. All right, thank you so much. We're out. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to check out our partners, sponsors, and supporters Uptown Auto Glass, NOS Defiance Group LLC, ATAX Camo, Special Forces Foundation, Green Beret Foundation, Warriors on the Fly. <laughs>